0: This is Pastor Flosser, and you're getting ready to listen to the preached Word of God taken directly from one of our services at Faith and Truth Assembly in Thomasville, Pennsylvania. We hope it is a blessing to you, and if you could take some time and just go over to the Contact Us tab on this website and send us a little message. Let us know if there's any questions we can answer, any prayer requests we can bring before the Lord on your behalf. We want to help you in any way we can. God bless you and enjoy the word. Second Peter 2, let's just start in verse 1. Just going to read the first three verses and uh, then we're going to back over it and kind of go through some things here. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you. "...who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of the truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not." Wow. God bless you. You can be seated. We've been talking about a topic, this is three weeks now we've been in this series, dealing with a topic that is not probably something a lot of modern churches are going to uh, get into. And sadly, they're not realizing that this is so very important. And um, we took our first week, two weeks ago, kind of to introduce the topic of deception. Deception recognizing that God's word is true. The Bible says, let all men be liars. That's pretty straightforward, but let God be true. And that in this last day, there would be, and we're going to see this in the text that we're reading and others that we're going to follow up with, that there's a lot of deception in the land today. I'm not... Fearful of that. I'm not paranoid of that. God wants to reveal His truth to us. And um, I believe it is just that. It's a revelation that only humble hearts can receive. That when we become like a child, humble ourselves, be teachable. God can lighten our eyes. He can open our understanding and show us just what His Word is. But, but we, we saw in that first week how that there is such a, such a end time push against God's truth to deceive. And, uh, the following week, which was last week, we talked about sin and how sin deceives, that people are believing a lie. We talked about how much we hate to be lied to. But how sin has told one of the greatest lies that that there is fulfillment, that there is uh, uh, everything you need is is not in living for God. It's not in submission and surrender and obedience to a holy God. But sin is uh, what you need and can't live without. I'm going to tell you, Jesus is what you need and you can't have life without him. But I want to spend some time here as the Lord leads. And this may just uh, not not be uh, only addressed this weekend but maybe we'll take this part of this series a little bit farther next week I don't know but uh, we want to talk about religious deception because I know that there's a lot of folks that that uh, really will glory and they'll brag in their sin they will act like they've got it made but but generally a lot of folks will uh, admit they know that that sin it, it it brings us low. It debases humanity. It doesn't exalt us to the honor, the dignity that the Bible talks about. But but it brings out the worst in us. But if the devil can make you feel righteous and make you feel right and still be deceived, well, he's got just a special hold, a special trap for you. And I'm afraid religious deception is something that a lot of folks don't want to talk about. We're living in a day of tolerance. We're living in a day where you can be destroyed, your reputation, your career, over something that may be perceived as judgmental. Now, we don't believe in judgmentalism, but to understand that some things are just, according to God's word, sinful and wrong. Amen. We're living in a day where... We see the Bible say and that righteousness is called evil, and evil is exalted as, a, as something that is good, and, and that, uh, that there needs to be a difference, distinguished, praise God. But, but our society, our culture has become, become so much a, an attitude that, that anything goes, and everything is on the same level, and there's no such thing as right or wrong or truth or deception, and the churches have got a hold of that. It is an amazing difference from when I was growing up to the the climate, religious climate of just what you hear on local radio. The idea that people really believed what they believe and stood for that now has kind of really been watered down to where it's a it's a anything goes kind of thing. One, I, I've shared this with you many times that that I did some teaching on. Water baptism and just what the Bible teaches of how that is, uh, practiced and what it means and what it represents and, and how we go about doing that. And the Bible's very clear. Many, many scriptures on that. And I, I remember a, a, uh, giving a, a, a cassette tape a while back to my foreman at a job years ago who was a deacon in a very large charismatic church. And I handed that to him. And uh, and uh, asked him to listen to that, and and uh, he he ended up kind of slipping it back to me almost secretively. And remember his words so much, I said, uh, "What'd you think about that?" He said, "That was good." And I said, "I'm glad you enjoyed it." And very seriously said, "I didn't say I enjoyed it. I said it was good." I said, okay. And he hands me a CD. He goes, "I want you to listen to this." And his his pastor who is preaching to hundreds of people at that time probably now went by the same building just last week probably thousands at this time may have been that much back then I'm not sure but huge church and uh talked about how he used the text beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. And the Bible says that that leaven was their doctrine, their doctrine of self-righteousness, their doctrine of uh uh of uh of condemning others while they themselves were full of their own sin. But the pastor of that church said, beware of doctrine. Not their doctrine or the doctrine of the Pharisees, but he took it and misquoted it and began to say that doctrine divides and doctrine separates the body of Christ. Can I tell you what that means? Doctrine is the teaching of His Word. There's an attack against the church, the Bible says. We're going to read this a little slower now. There's an attack against the church saying, hey, this book doesn't matter. You just interpret it any way you want, and it can mean anything to anybody and still be right. That it takes away the power of truth. And understand, praise God, that I don't believe churches are separated because mostly about biblical interpretation, most of it is traditions things that they had picked up somewhere along the way in their uh, whatever denomination they're a part of that really don't have a lot to do with what does the Bible say. Let's back up and look at what this verse says and many others that are just like it. It says, but there were false prophets. That, that word means religious imposters. What are we supposed to do when God says there are religious imposters? that are going to be working in this day that we're living in. We've got to understand how to rightly judge what is truth and what is error. People that are going to lead us in the way of righteousness, lead us in the way of truth, or blind guides of the blind where we both fall in the ditch. False prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you who, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, false teachings. Pretty harsh language to describe false teachings. I don't think that there's any room to feel like this is not a problem. I don't think the Holy Ghost through the Apostle Peter is making any uh, any uh, way at all that we can say that, well, you know, it's okay. Damnable heresies... Even denying the Lord that bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. This is preachers. This is false teachers. This is deception. This isn't just some crackpot standing up and saying any old thing. This is somebody who is persuading souls that are trusting. Amen. They're putting their confidence in a teacher and he is is leading them astray. The Bible says, many and many shall follow their pernicious ways. This word pernicious, I haven't used that recently in a sentence. Have you? It's not something to say, wow, that's just pernicious. So I looked it up. What a loaded word. Now we're talking about false teaching. We're talking about false doctrine. We're talking about heresies. And the dictionary definition is having not only just having a harmful or destructive effect, But in a gradual, subtle way, like a cancer. Slowly something working and deteriorating, growing and eating away, all that is good. That's what this false, these heresies, this false doctrine does to the church. It's like a cancer. And it does not say, like I said, here, this isn't something that is an isolated uh, lunatic that is just saying goofy things. You know, you you might look at this and say, well, it says, even denying the Lord that bought them. Who's going to listen to that? It says many are going to follow their ways. Many shall follow their pernicious ways. By reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. Through all this, God's not getting glory. That's a big deal. Through the false teaching, can I tell you in this day that we're living in, just one of the ways that I see this applying is people feeding into this, Self-glorification, building ourselves up, and God's not getting glory, and the world looks at it, and they get nauseated by it. Christians that are self-righteous and proud and feel like they're the center of the universe, they're not saying how great Jesus is. They're they're flaunting their own ways, and and the gospel's evil spoken of because of that. I'll tell you, when you lift up how awesome Jesus is, it's the world can see how awesome great he is or what he has done, but you start pushing yourself and what you've done and how great you are and, and, and your pride. Nobody has time for that. But people love it that way. And ministries are, are, are flooded by people. You'll see this in a bit. So many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. How sad. The Bible talks about one place, I don't think I have it in my notes, that the church is to adorn the doctrine. We're supposed to make the word of God look good. The Bible says because of this heresies, these false teachers who are bringing in false teachings that the way of truth is evil spoken of and through covetousness. There it is. I've mentioned this and I probably will mention it. To me, this is the... The travesty of it all is when you love people, when you're a minister, when you're there to serve people, when you're there not to gain notoriety or popularity, but you're there to try to bring out the best in people. And you see somebody that's pulling, uh, pulling disciples away for themselves. They're telling people what they want to hear. They're making it easier and making it more carnal. And you see that, and you know it's not for the good of the people you love. It's like a parent, really, that sees, you know, you're saying, telling them, hey, this is what's best. This is what's right. And buddies come along and say, ah, you know, you don't have to listen to this. And they're just looking for somebody to listen to them. And it's not for the good. And it's easy for somebody to say, oh, see, you know, you just don't, you just think it has to be your way. You just want me to listen to you. No, I want you to listen to somebody who cares about you. What you're doing is going to end up hurting you. And you're going to end up, and that's the heart of a minister. And, but there's so many false, false teachers, false prophets. And it says through covetousness, not necessarily financial. Some folks just like to have followers chanting their name or feeling validated through the approval of people. And uh, what a sad thing that is. What a sad, sad thing it is. And, and to me, and certainly backed up by the Bible, it's so evil. To portray yourself as a minister, a servant of people looking out for the best of them, but only trying to take from them something for your own, uh, your own welfare. It says, shall they with feigned words, make-believe, hypocritical actors, make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. The Bible's very clear what's going to happen to false teachers. We've got to stay humble Stay focused on the Lord and not allow ourselves in this last day to be pulled aside through deceptive means. We've got to understand that the Bible is very clear that in the last days we talk about wars, rumors of wars, pestilence, earthquakes in diverse places, all those things Matthew 24 talks about. But over and over again, false teachers, false prophets, false Christ and all these things. Hey, we've got to be attuned to the truth. I've heard this more than one. I've heard it in the pulpit before I ever heard it from someone who works in a bank. But I have heard it verified already. They say the best way to figure out. Now, I know technology has come a long way. And since I've heard it preached many years ago for the first time, but they say all those counterfeits that are coming through, the best way to be able to figure out what a counterfeit is is get really good and familiar with the real thing. When you know the feel, when you know the look, when you know what it's all about, you know the weight of that, and you're familiar with that. Something just doesn't seem right when 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 the fake comes through, and it's going to be so close to the real, right? It's gonna it's gonna tr- look just like, but there's going to be something off, and that's where God's people need to be just in tune with God's Spirit, loving God's Word, and and, and God's going to help you. I, I think God's the, the awesome thing about this is if you stay. In love with Jesus, he's just going to quicken your mind. The fake's going to come around. You're not going to get pulled away by what's flashy and what's what, what's uh, new and what's trendy. You're just going to you're going to be be up on that. God's going to keep you aware because He wants you to make it. He wants you to be in heaven. Amen. Turn with me, Second Timothy. Second Timothy four. We're not. I've seen churches already been very, very up close and personal even years and years and years and years ago with ministries that just seem like they're at war with everybody and trying to tear down and destroy. That's not how we build truth. But the fact of the matter is we we do need to be aware of how the enemy tries to come against what we believe, your faith. 2 Timothy 4, do you have it? Verse 1 says, I charge you. Now, this is the Holy Ghost working through Paul, dealing with a younger pastor, Timothy. And he says, I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead, and at, rather, His appearing in His kingdom, preach the Word. We want so much. I'm not here to... To, to build myself up in any way. But uh, if any of you can uh, are, have any understanding of the Bible, our exhortations, our introductions, our comments in between, uh, I've had people come and say, I don't know how many real, realizes every, every phrase that, that you've used is, is another Bible verse. Yes, that's on purpose. We're staying in the Bible. This isn't me and my personality and what I have fun doing. This is this is. Building on a foundation of truth, Paul told Timothy, "Preach the word." Now, here it is. This is this is the temptation that he knows the young preacher is going to come up against. As an older preacher, he says, "Be instant in season, out of season." He knows there's going to be times where it's going to be difficult. Praise the Lord. I don't. I don't know. What do you think? Let's let's take this for a minute. Maybe maybe it can help us all. What do you think about that? When you think. Instant in season and out of season. How about preaching to your friends when they seem totally uninterested? Seem like, what are we doing here? This has gone too long. Why are we preaching about that? You think that's out of season? That's tough. Amen. Keep preaching anyhow. When people turn their back on you, when people... Talk about you. Hey, you're going to need this kind of stability in you as well. If you're going to do anything for God, you're going to realize that not everybody's going to get excited about it. Stay faithful to God. Amen. Amen. We need to help one another. We need to build one another up in this last day. He says, be instant, in season, be ready, in season, when it's easy, when it's tough. And he tells them to reprove, rebuke. Not a lot of people nowadays want that. Not a lot of folks even expect it. A lot of people turn around and uh, act like, wow, the, the preacher's got a problem. Well, this is what the Bible says. If we need it, not a lot of people desire it, but the Word of God will reprove us. Rebuke. Exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. This That's appropriate for the Word of God to get us to heaven. Amen. For the time will come. Listen to this. Paul says, listen. This is what's happening. This is what's going to happen. You just keep doing it right. You keep on preaching it when it's easy, when it's difficult. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering. for the time will come. Anybody believe it's here right now? I think, I think we're living in it. When they will not endure what? Sound doctrine. They won't endure it. So that tells me we're supposed to endure some sound doctrine. We're supposed to hold on to the truths of God's Word, the principles of the doctrines of Christ, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews. Standing on that, holding on to it. It's our identity. It's what our faith is uh, is built upon. And it says there's going to come a time when they will not endure sound doctrine. Now that is not just talking about the preacher now. It's talking about people. You know, uh, I don't remember what it was, but I was walking through a store with my wife and we saw something just ridiculous on the store shelf. Just something. I was like, what is that? Why do people sell that? That is nuts. Uh, And I said, "Uh, somebody's buying it. There must be a market for it. I guess people are getting that kind of thing. You know, what in the world? But uh, there, there it is. People are buying it. The reason false teachers and false prophets are so prevalent in the last day is because people there's a market for it you'd think people that love god they want to be saved they got a bible they don't want to be lied to they want to be helped blessed they want to they want to whatever it takes i gotta be saved whatever it takes i want to make it to heaven i want to be blessed i want god's grace to shine on me don't you lie to me preacher no there's a market for that those covetous folks that we were talking about, covetous folks we were talking about in 2 Peter. Here it says, time will come they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lusts, what I want, right? Not, hey, I'm going to humble myself at an altar. I'm going to humble myself. And God, what do you want? I surrender all. God, not, it's, I'm not going to try to convince you I'm right. You just teach me. But it says, they'll heap to themselves after their own lusts shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They are want somebody to tell them what they want to hear, not teach them. They they have in their minds that that I'm not interested in in direction and and the the will of God in my life. I want the will of God to be what I want, and I want you to tell me that I can have what I want and I can achieve anything if I just keep going my own way and don't don't tell me that I have to turn or repent of anything. Don't tell me I have to surrender. Don't tell me I have to deny myself, take up a cross and follow Jesus. Wow. It says they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. So we can see in this the tragedy in the church is not just these evil false teachers, but they are making merchandise. They're exploiting people that that Love to have it so. The Bible says that they they are looking for somebody to tell them some of the books that I have seen on Christian uh, bookshelves and uh, for sale in some of the stores and uh, blasphemous, just just so so ungodly and things so far out uh, of just. Uh, of self-help, really, like the brother was talking about. Not really putting our confidence in God, but all about me and building me up. And, and I am the I am and things like that. And I'm like, oh, God, help us. But people love that. Those things sell millions and millions. People love, love to have it that way. Sad that that is there in times. So we're not trying to have an attitude of pride or self-righteousness. But we have to have a humble understanding that I want to guide my steps by God's Word. I don't want to guide my steps my way and try to make God approve of that. I want to yield to God. I want Him to be my Father. I want Him to be Lord. Amen? He's a good God. You're going to find out His ways are better. Acts the second chapter, we're very familiar with the Holy Ghost being poured out after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. He ascends into heaven. He tells them, Wait in Jerusalem, tarry there, I'm gonna pour out my spirit upon you. And the Bible says that it was done just like that. If you read in the first four verses, he pours out his spirit. First outpouring, the birth of the New Testament church, they begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. Amen. And they gather together. A crowd gathers together and Peter starts preaching to them about Jesus and who he is and what they've done and and their responsibility for his execution and their need for a Savior. And the Bible says in Acts 2, verse 37, now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. They weren't threatened by that. They weren't angry about it. They recognized that that shame and guilt was from god and it was going to draw them to repentance and said unto peter and the rest of the apostles men and brethren what shall we do the holy ghost now hear this now the holy ghost anointing the power that fell in that service that prayer meeting rather it got everybody's attention but it was the word of truth that was preached that brought conviction it was not the, the the power of God moving, the speaking in tongues and the, the gifts of the Spirit, but it was the preaching of Peter that brought a prick in their hearts, that doctrine that they heard preached. And they were convicted. They said, Men and brother, what shall we do? Peter said unto them, Repent. Turn from your sin. Turn to God and sorrow for your sin. Turn, make a hundred and eighty degree turn away from sin and toward the cross be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus christ that's the only name under heaven given by whereby we must be saved the bible says in the, for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the holy ghost for the promise is unto you thank god to your children to all that are far off as many even as many as the lord our god shall call drop to, oh no verse 40 says and with many other words did he testify and exhort saying save yourselves from this untoward generation by turning to Jesus, turning away from yourselves, your sin, they that, then they that gladly received his word were baptized the same day. This is the first New Testament service where New Testament gospel is being preached. After the Holy Ghost has been poured out on the church, he tells them what they need to do when they come convicted. And look what it says. very, very After the very, very first message here, they that gladly received the word were baptized the same day was it were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Verse 42, and they continued. Somebody say continued. Continued steadfastly. What they continue steadfastly in. This was not, hey, I just got baptized, end of story. I just got the Holy Ghost, end of story. I just went to church, end of story. No, they continued steadfastly. How? In the apostles' doctrine. In the teaching that they were sending forth, they were preaching The truth. They continued in the truth. They held on to that. They added to that. It wasn't just, okay, now I'm going to do my thing, and I'm going to go my way, and I'm going to believe what I want to believe, and everybody's right, nobody's wrong, everybody... No, they continued steadfastly in the doctrine. The apostles' doctrine in fellowship, and in breaking of bread, and in prayers, every bit of that is so necessary to maintain a godly life. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. Ephesians four talks about to me this is like the job description of the ministry. And it's important. Some of this you might think, well, it sounds like you're preaching to, to to preachers. No, no. It's important for you to know the place, the call, and the 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 directive God gives for the preacher, the mission. You need to know that. You need to understand that what's being done and how it's being done. This is what God wants us to do. So Ephesians 4 lists off some of the titles, if you will, some of the offices of ministry. Ephesians four eleven. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Why? What for? For... The perfecting of the saints. Keep learning. Are you there yet? No, it's a process. Keep being perfected by the Word of God, by what the ministry is working in the church. The order of every service. The worship, the prayer, the the call to service, and whatever it might be. Let God work to perfect you for the work of the ministry. For the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ. Till... We all come in the unity of the faith that God's, God's people will have that unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Listen now. All this is being done. God's church is being built. God's church is being built up through, through the perfecting of the saints, the, the work of the ministry. And now it says that... We henceforth, from here on out, be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine. I... I cannot stress to you how important this is to understand that the enemy fights against me. People. people that have always believed, always stood, and always knew this is what the Bible teaches. This is what now all of a sudden it's not like, well, hey, let's have a Bible study with the people we love and sit down and understand that maybe you missed something. No, no, it's like, oh, it doesn't mean any of that. I don't believe any of that. That's not necessary anymore. That's deception. You have believed a lie. In fact i i've seen some the bible says they went out from us because they were never of us i wonder how many have ever really maybe it was just the the, the being a part of a group a part of a family feeling that but but what do you really is it, it i've told you every chance i get let it be what you know what you see in the word of god because the enemy is going to fight that people that just go from seemingly just hey i i believe it just like we i love this and i'm Thank God for truth. They testify it all the time. Then all of a sudden say, like, oh, I don't believe any of that. That doesn't matter. That's that's ridiculous. i never uh, that. That's not what that means. And and uh, did they believe it before? All those testimonies, was that just putting on to prove what, what I don't I don't know what maybe it is from case to case? But the Bible says we need to be edified and perfected so that we are no longer tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. That we can be established no longer children, but having some maturity within us. Amen. Any ministry worth its salt is going to push for spiritual maturity. Because not being a mature child of God is going to make you uh, uh, vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy coming against your faith. And... From the few scriptures that I've already read, and we could read on and on and on about this topic from the Word of God, that that's how the enemy is going to fight in these last days. Gonna, if he can hit you with false doctrine, it's going to affect the glory that God gets. It's going to affect your place in God's kingdom because of it's a lie. The Bible says the blind leaders, the blind, they all fall into the ditch that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro carried about with every wind of doctrine listen to this by the slight of men what do you think of when you think of that word slight slight of hand is what i think of like a magician there it is it's gone right it's 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 game it's 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 trickery it's fakery this is what happens we got to see this it's it's something that is this society this culture this day we don't like it don't talk like that that sounds so wrong you can't judge where's it? the <laughs> How am I supposed to know who's tricking me and pulling the wool over my eyes? Wolves in sheep's clothing. We have to be aware of this, especially in this last time. Slight of men, cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. People are using the office of ministry to use people by their cunning craftiness. Yes, it's not so uncommon that I even have this conversation with my wife at home talking about how horrible it is that people are hurt by this. That sometimes the massive, the majority just loves to have it so they got those itching ears, they won't endure sound doctrine. But every now and then somebody gets caught up in it that really, really just thought this was what it was. And, and they were put their confidence in a ministry and we're deceived, and it hurts them. And sometimes, without the mercy of God and the help of God, if they don't allow God to work, it can be irreparable. They, they'll, they'll never trust again. Now, God, I, I promise you, God can help anybody who just humbles himself and says, I, I've been hurt so much, it's going to be so hard for me to trust anybody, but I've got to be saved. And that's the most important thing. But we are dealing with people that some a lot of people say, well, you know, they treated me bad. It might might be it might not i found out that in the long a lot of times but there are people that have truly been hurt they have fallen for some of this deceit and cunning craftiness and slight of men and we have to be able to minister to them and help them see that that uh you know this world's a tough place and there's a lot of adversity a lot of battles but you can make it if you just keep your eyes on jesus and that's always got to be the thing any ministry loving a pastor loving your brother, to be a friend, to be a, 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 just everything that the Bible says, but having your own walk with God and appreciating that that's being helped and strengthened and, and not, not usurped by a man, not taking the place of, of a walk with God. That never, never, never works. Some people put the preacher in that position. Some preachers put themselves in that position. Both are wrong. Both are wrong. The Bible says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine. We've read all that. Verse 15, but speaking the truth in love, that's what you're looking for. Speaking the truth, it may hurt, but it's in love. Amen? Sometimes, you know what, I've never, 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 uh, you know, let me say it this way. When you correct, when you rebuke, you know, even your child, you love them. You do it because you believe this is for your good. This is going to help you. Amen. The Bible says speaking the truth in love. That sometimes hurts, make sometimes it hurts. Make grow up into him in all things. God wants you to grow up in all things, which is the head even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together, compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. So much of that. 1 Timothy 4, just a few more verses, please, hold on, and bear with me. Sounds, all the language of this, serious, God's not not excited about people distorting and perverting His beautiful truth. Here's something about end times we're living in, 1 Timothy 4, now the Spirit speaketh expressly, 1 Timothy 4, 1, Spirit speaking clearly that in the latter times thou shall some shall depart from the faith. How sad. What happened? Let's talk about this. How did some depart from the faith? Giving heed. They listened, they paid attention to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Wow. That doesn't just happen. By some spiritual form, some mist that slips in. That's a preacher, a minister, so-called, that is speaking forth doctrines, teachings that are inspired of the devil. Seducing spirits, that's that cancerous slow effect, trying to pull you away from what is best. God help us. Speaking lies, see there it is, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Drop down to verse 13. Paul tells him, till I come, give attendance to reading. That's why we have Scripture reading in our services. Listen, pay attention, give attendance to that reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. We have all these things in in our services. Reading of Scripture, exhortation doctrinal teaching why because that's going to be the foundation of our faith if you're built on a good feeling and you've got a preacher that's just trying to make you feel good trying to make you feel better and 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 you know what it's going to not be long until you feel worse and you need that fix again from the preacher and and that's not what gets you to heaven it's it's a walk of faith amen Neglect not that gift, the gift that is in thee, which was given by prophecy with the laying on the hands of the Presbytery. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them that they prof- thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. There it is again. I'm telling you, I've only this is just a few verses that I've used here today to tell you that the Bible is not condoning this attitude of anything goes Nobody, nobody's wrong. No, no church, no preacher. Everything is fine. I'm going to tell you the way is narrow. Few there be that find it, and there are many, many that are bringing forth this, this last day fulfillment of prophecy of false teachers, false prophets, false doctrine. It says, "Take heed to thyself and to the doctrine. Listen, continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them." that hear thee you want to be saved you're going to have to have this foundation of faith you need to find out more than anything you're going through a hard time you're going through a difficulty well this looks easier over here this looks like it's not as strict this looks like it's it's more kind of a good feeling kind of thing makes me feel like i'm important hey you better find out why we believe it the way we believe it. we do it the way we do it you need to find out why this needs to be something you take heed to and recognize hey why is this right why? Where? What does the Bible say about this? I've had people say already. Well, I'm just, uh, I'm gonna give up on this. I'm gonna give up on that. I don't. I don't suppose I want to be too specific about it, uh, in case somebody might, might be hurt or offended by it. But I, I just, it doesn't matter. This, this doesn't matter. That's just a standard. I, I look people in the eye and say, that's not standard. That's what the Bible says. That is a doctrine of the Word of God. that's just what people are saying that's just the what what you have said no that's what exactly what the bible says that's a doctrine i've had people just almost throw things out that's just kind of like a, a standard what does that mean to you is that a principle that the bible teaches bible bible truth praise god that we're applying to our hearts that somehow makes it less important somehow not an issue you better find out what the bible says Take heed to thyself, because in doing this thou shalt save thyself and them that hear thee. verse 1 Timothy 5:17 just very briefly says, "Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially. Now this is what what the Bible's saying is the role of the ministry. The role is, look what it says, they that labor in the word and doctrine. Not just standing up and saying any old thing. Laboring in the Word and in doctrine. That's God's heart for the pulpit. That's God's heart to feed His flock. Can we bow our heads in prayer, please, Sister Katie? We're living in this day when so much of this is glossed over and almost made a a mockery of in some places that I've heard people have an attitude in this generation that we live in that there's there's no real foundation of truth. That's not an accident. The devil is fighting against your foundation. You need to be aware of that. But can I tell you as long as you stay humble, keep your eyes on Jesus and let him lead you. He said, I'll guide, my spirit will guide you into all truth. Such a need. Such a need in this day for more than just psychology, more than business practices that have built up churches. But preaching, teaching that will help us go home and be a better neighbor. Be a better daddy. Be a better husband, wife. Be a better child Student Employee or employer The kind of thing that when you open up the Bible And say this is Oh this is so good This is what I need This Oh everybody should be walking just the way Jesus said But then you got to fall on your knees And say God help me I can't do this I need you I need your help. I need your strength that I can be everything you've called me to be. See, that's the thing that so many miss. There's got to be that understanding, that balance, that it's God's Spirit that's going to enable you to live, to live in a way that is what God has given us in His Word. Oh, hallelujah. Can we all stand, please? God's so good. It's not opinions. It's not denominational creeds. It's all about God. It's all about Him and His Word. His heart has been revealed to us through this Bible. The beauty of His presence. And how we draw near to Him. How we turn away from sin and repentance. How we're filled with His Holy Ghost. It's all right there. So clearly laid out. Sometimes people are so bound by their traditions. The Bible talks about the Pharisees that rejected Jesus' teaching. And He said, "You, through your traditions, you make the Word of God, the commandment of God, none effect. You've you've totally thrown out what the Bible says to hold on to your own traditions. How sad. How sad. Jesus went to the woman at the well and just, He said, you worship what you know not. Your your worship is sincere, but it's there's ignorance there. And He said, the Father's looking for people to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Oh, how the enemy tries to fight against truth. Oh, today God will lead you in the truth. God will guide you. He'll, he'll live, lead you every step of the way closer and closer to Him. And oh, what a blessed walk it is to walk in His truth. Let's find a place to pray. Let's come and find a place to talk to the Lord. Oh, we love you, God. Let's just reach out to Him. Reach out to Him. Oh, I love you, Lord. I will ever praise you. Deception. What an ugly word. What an ugly word. But God's got to will open your eyes. God will give you everything you need to be blessed. He's he's a loving God that cares about your your blessed best. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God, I love you, Lord. to the Lord Lord help us to walk in your truth to walk in your ways not my will but thine be done oh I love you Lord thank you Jesus thank you Lord and I will follow you all of my days oh you're so worthy God I love you God I thank you for your mercy thank you for your kindness to us today thank you For your word, it's a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. Lord, it's an absolute in this day of so much uncertainty and a day of so much doubt and fear. It's a solid foundation. God, we thank you for it. God, I pray you teach us, lead us, continue to guide us in your truth, Lord, and help us to shine the light of your glory to all that are around us, God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Let's all stand. God, we love you. Bless your people, I pray. God, just bless and meet every need, Lord. And We pray you bless the service tonight, God. Just visit us again in this house. We'll give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you.